private equity guys are being very judicious about where they spend time. We probably get fewer bids per deal, but the bids are way more serious, way more diligent, and way more likely to get done. And so we're running our processes in a way that caters to that. I'm here today with Keegan Green. He is the Managing Director and Head of Insurance Technology Investment Banking at Jefferies. Welcome, Keegan. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. As a starting point, can you tell us a little bit about your background, how it led you to Jefferies, and kind of how you guys fit into the insure tech space today? Yeah, for sure. So I, I came on board uh, over the past few months with a partner of mine to help build out the, the fintech franchise at Jefferies. Specifically, I spent all my time in insurance-oriented technology, and I have for a long time. And um, and Jeffries made me their you know head of insur insurance technology, uh, investment banking, as you mentioned. So, r really, all that means is that my clients tend to be software businesses and SaaS models, you know, data analytics businesses, sometimes tech-enabled services businesses. And their end customers happen to be insurance carriers and insurance brokers and TPAs and MGAs and other, you know, enterprise participants in the insurance ecosystem, if you will. They, a lot of our clients are B2B, kind of high growth, recurring revenue uh, businesses. They tend to be enabling technologies or cost reduction oriented technologies. Uh, and then often enough these days, we do work with you know, digital versions of brick and mortar insurance businesses and digital carriers and digital brokers and digital MGAs and so forth that have maybe a little bit more of a disruptive, um, a better underwriting mousetrap or whatever they're doing with better, you know, proprietary data, that that kind of a thing. Just thinking through the the life cycle of some of these high growth companies, you know, how, how early in the process might you engage with someone and what what might that look like? Usually there's a point where sometime around series B is kind of early, but I've seen people use bankers for that. I mean, I, series C and beyond, I'd say, is generally, you know, ballpark when it starts becoming appropriate to even use a banker. I've told a lot of founders over the years, please don't hire me or any other banker. I don't care who who's calling on you like you're not if the, the VC universe will think it's weird if you're represented by a banker at this point you guys should be able to raise capital on your own I'm happy to introduce you to plenty of VCs who would love to meet you but um call us when you're ready to do a bigger raise or when where it makes sense where you really need to outsource the process to an expert who can advise you through it and and build competitive tension around a capital raising or M&A oriented process. We work with a lot of founder owned businesses that have never raised outside capital, companies that have VC backing, companies that have private equity backing. And because a lot of the companies may be small relative to other industries. Like if you look at like industrials businesses and healthcare oriented businesses and other other more developed um, markets, even other areas within fintech like banking technology and payments and you know what I mean. Like there's really big multi billion dollar assets in those spaces, but insurtech's still young. There's a lot of high growth companies that'll get there, um, but we work with it just because of where insurtech is. We just happen to work with a lot of founder owned or VC back type 
type companies. Yeah, I'm throwing a lot at you, but it's all yeah. No, no, that, that, it's all right. I'm I'm gonna bounce back and back and forth a little bit between the M and A and the financing side, but yeah. What about the SPAC market and what's going on with that? Uh, yeah. Look, I mean, I think that uh, you know a lot of folks think that 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 market is 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 um you know not not like completely dead but it's 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 definitely sort of paused for the moment if i don't know that the facts are going away forever or anything i think they'll they're, they're around now and it's going to be it's going to be depending on what the sec does around you know the 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 um you know m making the rules around SPACs uh more, more closely resemble the rules around ipos and all that you know i think that SPACs will continue to be an alternative method of going public I just think that the frenzy that happened a year or so ago, that's definitely over. And there's a lot of SPACs that formed and not enough really high, at least in insure tech land, not a lot of really high quality assets to do a SPAC. I think that just from talking to founders from some of those businesses, it, it sounds like they're still open to going public, and that still might be even in the grand plans, but they're not necessarily obsessed with sort of fast tracking their their entry into the public market anymore. And they they're happy to like take the traditional IPO path. Yeah, it's not not quite like the uh, hip hop rivalries of uh, decades ago, but I, I still think people think there's some some differences in mindset amongst VCs from the West Coast and, and the East Coast. And um, I'm just curious, you know, I know you've spent time in the Bay Area and, and you get a pretty, pretty broad look. So do you see any differences in, in, in sort of the capital approach and in the types of companies organizations like to invest in or, or their, their, their sort of strategy for putting money to work? Not really. I mean, I think that every firm is different, just like every company is different and they each firm has their own go-to-market and kind of strategy and kind of what their value add is and all that kind of stuff and that they're all slightly unique it doesn't matter where the firm is i've seen firms on the west coast that do a great job and firms on the east coast that do a great job there's vc, VC firms in des moines that sure. are fantastic and super deep and insure tech and i would refer tons of business to that like it doesn't matter where they are so is there any uh, particularly interesting, you know, deal that that uh, you've worked on, you know, more recently that you can talk about or or at some other maybe earlier point in your career, earlier days of InsureTech uh, that, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason you thought was particularly interesting transaction? We uh, recently worked with a a data-driven SaaS business in kind of the property insurance market, and they had a um, very efficient way of delivering must-have kind of information around, you know, residential and commercial properties to homeowners carriers and commercial insurance property-oriented carriers and kind of monetizing, taking publicly available data, aggregating it, um, putting risk scoring on top of it and delivering it, you know, via APIs directly into the, you know, underwriters 
you know, underwriting his like workflow at the point of underwriting in real time and just super cool technology. It's like shocking that that stuff didn't exist before. <laughs> you yeah. Know, so when, 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 you know, a Chubb underwriter is looking at a house, they can now, before there was a lot of human judgment involved and they don't really know what's going on. And now they're getting real data points that help them understand, you know, the fire risk score around the house and how old the roof is and, you know, just hundreds and hundreds of, of data points that actually uh, can can help the underwriter make much better uh, pricing decisions and, and renewal decisions and this kind of thing. I sort of avoided your question because I don't want to talk to in too much detail around it, no, but you get no. you get the sort of idea that that, you know, there, there's that business is a great example of what we see a lot in the space is there are companies that are solving a problem for the first time in insurance. It's like never been solved. You know, it's like shocking that this stuff wasn't around even you know right. five years ago, 10 years ago. And so it's fun working with those founders and and more often than not, they're um, they're not guys in a hoodie that don't know anything about insurance. Very often the founders are very deep insurance executives that are trying to solve a problem that has plagued them for years, right? In some other context. And so it's it's a lot of fun. And you're and and um private equity folks love backing teams like that that know, you know, that that can that understand the of the problem they're solving and have sort of a grand vision on on how to um you know, grow their business and 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 are are selling a new kind of a greenfield market, frankly. Before we wrap up here, any particular areas or 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 niches that you think are are interesting or will get more attention, um, you know, in the next year or two? I think you'll see continued consolidation for the big, you know, policy admin software providers. So you know, Guidewire, Insurity, Duck Creek, Majesco, Sapiens, Verus, other 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 large platforms that have been around a while. You'll see them continue. My sense is you'll see them continue to acquire. I'm sure. You know, they're they're looking to. They're hoping that the public markets will depress the private markets a little bit, and as they compete in in you know processes or do their own proprietary deals, you know, I think that um, you'll continue to see them. Uh, be active across a number of of uh, things that that will enable help them expand their their own businesses. The other thing I see a lot is companies that have grand aspirations to do much bigger equity rounds are doing um, they're raising before they do that they're almost doing internal rounds or raising convertible uh, debt and things like that so that they don't even have to deal with the subject of valuation for a little while and then they. You know what I mean? Like there, there's all sorts of content. There's all sorts of use right. for, for for alternative things, alternative stuff to equity out there. And and especially as companies get bigger or go public, there's obviously going to be, um, you know, ma massive, you know, uh, debt raises associated with those companies as well. Anything else that we haven't covered that, um, you know, you'd like to touch on? No, I threw a lot at you. So, so thanks for uh, for hearing me out. And look, I, 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 in the end, I'm very excited about the category. It's you know, again, a lot of the companies that we meet and and have the privilege of serving are solving a problem that's 
so obviously needs to be solved and and it's um the first time it's happening in history and insurance is a really old industry it's hundreds of years old you know and and um modern insurance is hundreds of years old and so it's been such a uh, technology laggard relative to other areas of financial services and so it's 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 fun to be making the space cool well keegan green uh, Managing Director and Head of Insurance Technology Investment Banking at Jefferies. It was great to have you on. Thanks so much for having me.